Home. It is more than four walls and a roof. Home is a feeling. I'm Jennifer Stagg, and I believe that home is the most important place on the planet. Here, I dive into all things home, whether it's tips from my latest DIY project or interviews that examine what gives a house that something special. Join me as I get to the heart of the home. It was something that you all weighed in on on Instagram and had very strong opinions about. It's the color of our garden structure. And today we're revealing the color and also talking about how we made that decision and giving you advice on how to pick colors and paint selections and stain options for your backyard. The Heart of the Home continues in just a moment. Hey everyone, popping on here to tell you about our latest collection drop on Stag Design. It's our art collection. These are beautiful, large-scale, very high-quality art pieces that will mix seamlessly with our current collection pillows and fabrics and wallpapers. You can check it all out on stagdesignshop.com. Hey everyone, thanks so much for joining us. We are huddled in our basement, hoping our children don't find us and also (laughs) hoping that they're going to be okay while we're in here. Yeah. As long as they don't (laughs) hurt themselves, we can clean up whatever mess they make. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's so challenging to try and find time to be productive yet keep our children safe all during this time of isolation. I know that all of you are going through the same things. So how's it going? It's good. I feel like this was life ever different than this. I mean, it's been a few months now and it feels like this is the new normal. We're just working from home. (laughs) Nope. I remember what it was like before all this happened. That must be unpleasant for you. (laughs) I know. I'm kind of longing for those days. Maybe I'm just torturing myself. Hey, uh, we are going to talk about our garden structure today. First, let's give this just the status check of how things are looking back there. They're looking pretty good. Um, we're very close. We have a little bit more construction to do, and then we'll be ready to plant. I'm like itching to get out there and throw some soil in a raised bed and plant some plants. Not as, quite there yet, though. As we're uh, recording this, we're actually a day late on the yes. deadline. Well, the deadline fell on Mother's Day, and of course, I prioritized celebrating you as an amazing mother over building a raised bed but (laughs) that was a nice plug right there good job yeah no i had a lovely mother's day but we are the clock is ticking like we are feeling very anxious we need to get our plants our babies our new Mm. babies in the ground so they can get growing we've purchased them they're waiting to be planted patiently keeping them alive by watering them yes they're all little soldiers in a row waiting to go into the ground to find their new homes i am so excited to get them planted i don't know if we have enough i guess we won't know until we can lay them out and see how they're all gonna grow yeah i'm pretty sure we have enough we might even have a little bit too much Hmm, that's good but you know it's also a little bit bittersweet planting our garden because we already know that some of our garden crop will be going to our neighbors. Yes. Why is that? Uh, punishment slash, what is that? Um, yeah, just punishment. Repayment. <laughs> yeah, recompense. We have um, a very curious little five-year-old who 
is obsessed with seeds. Mm -hmm. It's been a couple years of her just being very interested in seeds and plants and how they grow and how it functions and what's inside of seeds. And Mm -hmm. we've tried to foster that as much as we can. But she's kind of a little stinker when it comes to newly growing plants. Yeah, last year she completely plucked our tomato plant of all the new growth of tomatoes. All the thinking baby that green of course tomatoes. they'll still grow after she plucks them off the plant. Oh my gosh. And this year it's worse. This year it's worse. So last year we explained to her, no, once you take it off the plant it doesn't grow anymore and it's really sad, but that she picked like what? 10 little tomatoes. Yeah, little tiny and baby tomatoes. So we tried to explain it to her, and, you know, she's now five. She was four at the time. So those are hard concepts to grasp. Uh, but it apparently didn't quite sink didn't in. Didn't stick. <laughs> no, nope, didn't stick because this year she picked about 30 baby apricots off our neighbor's our tree. Our neighbor's tree, which is a much bigger deal because now we have to find a way to make up for the fact that she has pillaged our neighbor's tree of apricots. Yeah. So it, it, anyway, so we're, the way that we're fostering the situation, making it a little bit better is that we are going to give some of our crop of our garden to our neighbors to make up for it. And she is going to have to help take care of these plants. So we can remind her throughout the growing season of the mistake she made and have her make up for it by giving vegetables to our neighbors. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about the color that we chose for the garden structure. As you may remember, if you've been following us on uh, social media, on Instagram, on my Jennifer Stagg account, I've been sharing the behind the scenes of building our garden structure and it's turning out amazing. It's so rewarding to see something in your head come to life, Mm -hmm. right? Um, That was just raw building materials and then see it suddenly turn into something awesome. Yeah, there was a big pile of rough sawn cedar on our driveway for weeks. And our neighbors were like, what you building with that? And why is it still on your driveway? <laughs> it took a little longer than and we hoped. And we're like, hey, we're now it. homeschool teachers and tumbling teachers and dance <laughs> right. teachers and working from home and just lay off. We have less time than we thought we would in quarantine. <laughs> I think we have less time than we normally do Ever? in quarantine. Uh, but yeah, so it's out there for a while, but it's, it's really gratifying to have a vision in your mind and it was a shared vision with Jen and I, um, and then take those, that pile of lumber. And now it's mostly constructed into this, what I think is a pretty cool garden structure. Super cool. Um, it's very modern feeling. It's Mm -hmm. very tall and grand. It's going to be enclosed with a wire mesh sort of chicken wire, uh, to keep all the little critters out of our garden But there was a heated debate, I guess, on what color to uh, paint the garden structure, whether we should paint it black to match the fence that it was against, or if we should stain it with a cedar stain to match our other fence. So the great majority of you said... Cedar, cedar, cedar. Yeah, like what, 80% or something like that? it was like 75, okay? (laughs) It was like 75. But I was pushing for black. And we chose... Black. black. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we chose black. It's we painted black. We weren't certain we were making the right decision at the time because we definitely could have gone either way. But I'm really happy with that choice because we don't have a huge backyard and especially we don't have a very deep backyard. And this is against the back fence, but um, it's a big structure 
And I think if it were not black, it wouldn't blend in as well with the rest of the yard and therefore would seem pretty big and imposing. So I think for us, for this project in this space, black was the right choice. Yeah, it. I loved the contrast. I really did. And had our yard been a little bit bigger, I think the contrast would have been great yeah. of having that contrast against the black fence. But what it ended up doing is sort of felt like encroaching on the rest of the yard. It felt like big and obtrusive. Yeah. And now that it's painted, it just sort of blends a little bit more wouldn't you say yeah and it still is going to stand out you know we're planning on putting a cedar potting bench in there and with the greenery i just think it's going to be a really really pretty contrast so sorry y'all we chose black we went against the grain we think you'll like it we think you'll like it we really like it yeah (laughs) i think it was the right decision and i'm going to show you some images of it on instagram today so uh, go check out the Jennifer Stag Instagram and you can see what we're talking about. Um, but we wanted to give you some tips and advice on how to choose colors and stains for your own backyard. So my first tip is to pull colors that come from your house. I think that's an easy way to go. Mm-hmm. Um, our house has some light grays, some really light grays, and some really dark grayish, blackish colors. And and we have some wood, some cedar trim on the front of our house. We didn't have any of that on the back of our house, but I knew for sure that we wanted a cedar fence. Like that was for sure, because I wanted to pull some of that cedar warmth. color. Cedar That's, color, yeah. yeah. Um, I knew for sure we wanted to pull some of that warmth that was on the front of the house and pull it to the backyard. So when we were building a new fence, the big uh, horizontal slat modern fence, I knew for sure I wanted that to be just a natural cedar stain. Yeah, but there are a surprising number of different colors that you can stain a cedar fence, which if anyone was following the debacle that happened when we were trying to stain our fence, um, you have to be pretty careful or at least take time to really be selective about what stain color you want. If you want it to turn out a certain way, cause you can go from like really yellow to really red to really Brown to kind of grayish Brown undertones. There are a lot of different directions you can take, even staining a wood fence to be a fairly natural wood color. And we wanted a brownish grayish undertone to our cedar fence. And it was surprisingly difficult to find the right stain because the stain interacts with the wood itself. So a lot of it depends on the colors in the wood. And you're going to bring those out with the stain and either magnify the reds, the yellows, or the browns. So uh, one tip I would give you is um, really pay attention to the wood you're buying and what its colors are, the natural wood. And then when you're wanting to stain it, get several different stain color options. And test it out on a board. Test it out on like a a spare piece of the fence material or the wood slats. Um, We had one that we stained like seven different stain colors on that one board side by side. It was like four. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I've got it in the garage. I can show you. It's quite a few. Um, But yeah, it took some real trial and error at seeing the stain on the actual wood in the lighting to know exactly what it was going to turn out like. So take your time and be selective. So getting a ton of samples and just really making sure that's the color you want to do it before you launch into it. 
Always the best idea. Yeah, whether you're doing like a natural stain color or going with something like black like we did. Yeah. Um, Speaking of black, on our other fence, which was just existing, wasn't in bad enough condition to tear down. Also, wasn't really our fence. Our neighbors had put it up. Um, Two of our surrounding neighbors had put it up where the other fence, the new one we put up. So we kind of had to work with what we had. We toyed with the idea of putting horizontal slats over that fence. And that would have worked too, except that ours had like these posts, these not these posts that were sticking up yeah, like, on portions of like the fence. Like new old posts on yeah. the top of the fence posts. Yeah. And so any, you know, if we would have put horizontal slats up, it would have been really obvious. Yeah. And wouldn't posts, cedar posts down in the ground only have a certain life to them before they rot and need to be replaced. And although the fence is in pretty good condition, I don't know how long those posts have been in there. And I didn't want to spend thousands of dollars attaching new cedar horizontal planks to older posts that might rot in a few years and then kind of waste that investment. So it didn't make sense. Yeah. So instead of trying to stain it, which I felt like was going to compete with the fence on the other side, we decided to go with a solid black. And when I first mentioned it to you, you were like, as you always do with everything that I suggest at first, you were like, (laughs) grumble, grumble, grumble. I don't know. Is that going to look good? I'm not sure. And then you came around to the idea. And now that it's done, what do you think? Well, in my defense, painting something black is a big decision because you can't really paint over black that effectively. I mean, you pretty much have to, if you wanted to paint like an interior wall black, you might as well tear the sheetrock off and put new sheetrock rather than trying to paint over it a lighter color because dark black is so dark, it's really hard to come back from that. So black is a big decision to make when you're painting anything. But obviously, it's a very modern look, which fits our house. And so I was open to the prospect. But yeah, I I like it a lot more than I thought I would. I actually really like it a lot. I love it. Mm-hmm. I think the contrast is so cool. It makes it look like a brand new fence. Yep. It really, really does look great. So if you have an old existing fence or, you know, pergola or something like that, that you don't think we'll come back with a with a clearer stain. A solid stain is an awesome way to go, which yep. is essentially a paint. Right. You know, a solid stain is kind of like a paint. So uh, a solid is a really nice way to go. Now, when it comes to choosing colors for your backyard, I typically like to introduce three-ish different colors and materials. And I like to pull those from the house, either inside the house, outside the house, you just like want to have some continuity, right? And so for us, I would say the three, I guess we kind of have four materials back there, but three-ish would be the cedar, mm-hmm. the black, and concrete. Right. And of course, the green of the grass and the plants. Right. The The fourth I was going to say is rock because mm-hmm. we do have a portion of a rock wall. True. Um, but you don't want things to get too busy. So three... Sometimes introducing a little bit of four is kind of the max that I would go. Um, If you're looking to pull colors in throw pillows or fabrics or outdoor um, upholstery or something like that, I would try and pull colors from your main living spaces outward. 
So we have some navy blue. We've got some gray and some tan. And so we kind of pulled those colors outward. But yeah, you don't you don't want to start with a whole fresh color scheme back there. You really want a nice continuity. You know, I really like to think of an outdoor space as increasing your square footage of your home. You want it to feel like an extension of the inside of your home. So you want to pull a lot of those same colors. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> you have nothing to add. <laughs> no, I think that's right. I, I think it can get a little boring back there if you only have one color for everything for the house. And so I like mixing it up more than that, but I agree it can get too busy. Yeah. If you do too much. So one more color example, if your house is white, you could think about adding in some wood, maybe some steel, metal or steel, um, and then maybe some some cement or concrete as a wall, just to introduce those three or four materials into your backyard. And then always just contrast that with beautiful greenery. We are far from done with our backyard. <laughs> we have a lot more to go. Even after the garden structure, we've got a shed mm-hmm. we're going to build. We have possibly one more pergola that we're going to build. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got an arbor and we've got a uh, playground. John's eyes we'll are We'll finish wide. the playground next since it's like half constructed. I know, and our poor playground. Arguably unsafe for our kids to be playing on. Our poor playground, <laughs> you guys, it needs to get finished. And we have some fun modern plans for sort of retrofitting that. So, hey, thanks so much for listening, everybody. We'd love to hear what your design dilemmas or questions are. Give us a shout out on our Instagram page. You can send us a DM. We're at Stag Design, and that is Stag with two G's. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Jennifer Stag, and you've been listening to The Heart of the Home. I hope you'll subscribe, review, and rate this podcast, and tune in next episode for more Heart of the Home. Thank you so much for listening.